This is Sunday Morning Worship Service, August the 9th, 2020, with our Senior Pastor, Reverend Jerry Barbie. Amen. How many would like to see that holy water fall upon you this morning? That would be that would be sweet as the saying goes. Holy water.
Somebody shout praise the Lord in the house. You might be seated so does that. Okay, good. Ain't God good this morning? Can I tell you something this morning? Your miracle is in the house. Your miracle is in the house. I mean, if Jesus is in the house, your miracle is in the house. And I can go ahead and tell you now, Jesus is in the house. You believe that? I may believe that with me this morning. I'm just waiting. 
<laughs> I may believe God won't do something this morning. <clears throat> Blessed Jesus. You ready? Somebody this morning, this, this thing's going to rub and all that kind of stuff. It's been brought to my attention, really sensing something strong from God. And all night long, all night long, I've been feeling in my spirit um, that God is uh, he's up to something. The message this morning is supposed to be your miracles in the house. And I believe there's miracles bouncing all around in here this morning. All God wants you to do is say, look, Lord, I trust you with this. My faith in you. You got, you got this. So, Lord, I'm releasing it to you. Miss this. If you're here this morning, and you've had a bad report from a doctor, I want you to stand to your feet. Is there anybody else in this building <clears throat> just had a bad report from a doctor? I was at the doctor's office this week myself. And she looked at me, she said, you look like you just run clean down. And we got to get you pepped up. They checked my blood and my magnesium, bottoms out. Vitamin D, bottoms out. Vitamin B12, they hadn't really checked that. She said, I'm pretty sure that's pretty, we're going to check that next time. So, um, they've added a bunch of pills to me, these vitamin things. And I've been taking them since Monday, I think it was Tuesday, or Monday. And I'm starting to feel a little butter. But I don't like butter. You know what I'm saying? You see, you can get 
good butter of best. And I don't like butter, I like best. So I'm going to turn it to God. Okay, let him take care of this stuff. But God wants to do something this morning. I mean, it's ready for the Lord to do something. <clears throat> Sister Pam, come over here. You've been on a heart all week, believe it or not. We've been praying that God's going to just do some things. And uh, he's got this. Okay? And this eases me to stand here and tell you that God's got this because I'm not facing what you're facing. But I can tell you this. same God that got me off that deathbed when that heart attack hit me that same God can touch you this morning he used doctors to get me healed and all this kind of stuff I understand that but there's something that God wants to do he wants to honor your faith I'm going to have your sister come up here and stand up here with you I'm going to have your niece come up here and stand up here with her. There's another one here. Joy is quiet in here. Folks got COVID. No. Okay. <laughs> Pastor, this is dangerous right now. Let me tell you something. When it comes time to pray and get a hold of God, nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, should hinder that from taking place. God just gave me a word for you. God said, release it. Release it. He told me in 2008, release it. Give it to me. I said, Lord, how? He said, just give it to me. The Lord's reaching to you right now. He wants you to reach to him and just give it to him. Have faith and trust him. Jesus told us in the book of Mark, <clears throat> he said, have faith in God. Jesus told us in the book of John, you ask anything in my name, and it shall be done. Amen? Amen. I may believe God can do miracles right now. You see, folks, there was a time in the church 
when things like this would happen, people would be shouting and praising and glorifying God all over the house. Seriously. But we've backed out of that now. We don't have to do that anymore. I'm going to tell you this. If it was your cancer, it'd be a different story. But I believe God's getting ready to take care of some stuff this morning. Radiation can do a lot of things. Chemotherapy can do a lot of things. It really can. It can do a lot of things. But it can't fix nothing. It can slow it down, put it in remission. But there's a Holy Ghost walking around in here right now that says, Hey, son, I don't put nothing in remission. I put things out of the way. I get it moved. I take care of it. Amen? Release your faith. You hear me? Yes, in the name of Jesus. Release it. Pam, just sit there and let the Lord. I ain't, I'm not going to touch you yet. But when I lay hands on you, when I anoint you with this oil, doing what the Bible says do, and God knows that's all that we can do, and now it's up to Him, and we're going to turn our faith loose and let Him do what He needs to do. Your miracle's in the house. Jesus is walking around in the midst right now. The Holy Ghost is just surrounding us right now with His holy presence. Where my wife at? Judy, come here. Where you at? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come around here where I'm at, sir. Get right over here. God's going to protect you. Get right over here. Come right over here on this side. On this side right here. Come here. Okay. You ready? <laughs> the word says he dispatched angels all around us. Pam, you got angels all around you this morning. Amen. That lying devil's got to go. That discouraging devil's got to go. That devil that causes us a doubt, he got to go. Because God's got this. You get a good report that sounds real good, you get all excited, then the devil brings you back down. Well, let me tell you something. Whose report are we going to believe this morning? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. The Lord says that we are healed in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for everything the doctors are doing today. I thank you, God. They put ports in. They've done everything they knew to do. But God, we're not satisfied with that. We're releasing this to you this morning. Father, we'll speak in the word this morning. You said speak the word and it shall come to pass. In Jesus' name, Father, I speak to that cancer. I speak to every cancer cell in that body this morning. Be thou gone in Jesus' name. Right now, leave this body. You intrude in this body. And I command you in the name of Jesus to leave this body. Father, when I anoint her with oil, the Holy Ghost is going to saturate her with the healing power of God. No doubt in my mind. Father, there's nothing in my mind, my heart this morning. Father's on you. So, Father, in Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, hey, she can't tell Holy Ghost, have your way, Lord. Saturate her now, God. Do what doctors can't do, Lord. 
in Jesus' mighty name. Lift her up, Lord, above all this stuff that's going on, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shall praise the Lord in the house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Obey the Lord, Judy. Judy Barbie, obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord, Judy Barbie.
if I'm not letting it stop you. But by the authority in me that God's given me, by the anointing of God, I speak to that body from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet that this body that suffered for many, many years that people don't know nothing about. That's been in constant pain for almost 40 years. I speak to this body. Lord, you told me not to speak to my wife. You said speak to the body. I speak to this body from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. Every fiber, every cell, every nerve come under subjection to the word because the word gives us the good report. God, you say, speak to the body. Command this body to come under subjection to the word. And the word says that we are healed. So devil, you're a liar. We're releasing it to God right now. In Jesus' name, Father, she's going to receive God. This body is coming under subjection to the word. This word is all, this body is already healed. It was healed over 2,000 years ago. All you want us to do, Lord, is have faith, trust, and believe and receive our healing because Jesus has already done it. All pain go in Jesus' name. I speak to you. Come out of this body. Come under subjection to the word. Be thou made whole in Jesus' mighty name. And God, we give you praise and glory for it, Lord. 
Hallelujah. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Anybody need anything this morning? You better come down to water stirring. Don't sit back. You need it, you come get it. What you got? Okay. You need him getting things sessions worked out? You need him getting y'all working everything out like it ought to be. His father putting in a glass eye. Yes. And he needs prayer. Yes, and my church. boyfriend, I want him to go to church with You do? Well. Stomp the devil out of the way. Stomp the devil out of the way. Father, I pray for a, pray for a father today. Lord is gonna have a glass eye put in this week. Master, that you will help, Lord, in that situation. Lord, you will work miracles, Lord. Father, I pray, God, for a man this morning, God. Father, that she desires him to be in the house of God. Father, she's going to put her foot down. She's going to put her foot down. She's going to put her foot down on the, on the devil's neck today. She's going to step in there and say, Lord, it's in your hands. You work it out. I'm releasing him now. In Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, have your way and touch him and bless him today, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Hallelujah. Receive it. Uh -huh. You still here? You'll barbie one thing. That means you're tough. Father, thank you for this dear lady, Lord. Thank you for her faith. Thank you, Lord, for her trust in you. Father, thank you this morning, God. Father, that she's standing here in the house of God this morning. Father, she's trying her best not to give in to this mess, Lord. It's fighting her hard. But God, I come against the pain. I come against the dizziness. I come against the spell this morning, Lord. I speak to it in Jesus' name. That Pauline be made whole today. Father, in Jesus' name. Give her strength, Lord. Moses didn't even get started till he's 80 years old. Father, strengthen her, Lord, just like you kept Moses strengthened, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, God, we praise and glorify you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, I needed a, I wanted a sunroom and my husband kept saying no and put screen there <laughs> and then I heard a message God just wants your faith you don't have to worry about it you don't have to worry if your husband says no you just believe it and he says all you need is a bunch of tutus you believe with me you're two you believe with me? You're two. I got two twos. And you're two. And you're two. And you're two. So you'll and be I got me a bunch of two twos. You'll be my two. 
do what? You'll be my two. You'll be my two. And so I got my I got my sunroom, my tutu room. Because my husband, after all these years, when I stopped nagging, I stopped trying to think about how I was going to pay for it. I just, he said, just believe me. Don't worry about the money. Your health. Just believe me. Don't, don't worry about the report that the doctor. Just, he just wants us to believe him. Right. And my husband called me in December of 2017. He said, I'm sending a man over there. I said, a man over here for what? <laughs> he said, to give us a price on that porch, at some porch. But something rose up in me. Now, the enemy is always going to try to fight you. Compl you to complain. But you have to recognize who the enemy is. Right. And, and, and somebody that worked on the porch did us wrong. You know what I do? I pray for him. I'm not going to complain about because God gave me that miracle. God has healed me in the past. I'm just saying, folks, all he wants is our faith. And he'll do the rest. And we get together and pray and we believe for one another. True. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Brother? He had the mask on his head. Okay. And the doctors have told him there's no need to buy my kidney. That it has to come out regardless. So he's having his kidney removed a week from two. They don't know if it's cancer, but um, it's he's mask. got a mask on his kidney that's overtaken the kidney. Father, I lift a brother up to you this morning, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, this mass that's overtaking this kidney, God, in Jesus' name, the doctor says it has to come out. God, this thing can come out, Lord, without a knife ever touching him. God, this thing can come out, Lord, this can't thing can be dissolved. Because I serve a dissolving Holy Ghost this morning. God, oh God, that'll touch him, Lord, deliver him. And we speak to this mass now. Father, that it come out, that it be made whole. In Jesus' name today, God, we give you the praise. We release it to you, God. Because, God, you're the only one, Lord, that can take care of this thing. You're the only one, Lord, that can do this this morning, God. Father, in Jesus' name, we believe your report. Your report says we're healed in Jesus' mighty name. God, we praise you. We glorify you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I also pray for Lisa. Lift her up, God. Encourage her, Lord. Bless her, I pray. Strengthen her this morning, God, in Jesus' name. Father, touch her body, God, with the pains that she has, Lord. God, I'm telling you now, the miracle's in the house. All you want us to do is have faith, receive it, and believe it. And it's ours, Lord, in Jesus' name. This morning, God, have your way. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
They're here. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to believe the Lord's in the house. I'm going to really feel the Lord. Help me, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Do we preach or do we just continue to let go? Your miracle's in the house. God. I mean, it's tired. You ready for a message? You ready for a message? Got two of you. If the rest of you go, just if you feel like you need to leave. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I feel like the Lord's done something, don't you? I believe somebody needs to testify. Somebody needs to testify. Turn your Bibles if you got your Bibles. Sister Jenny, we're going to second to Mark chapter two. I've preached these scriptures before. We're going a different way this morning. <clears throat> Mark chapter two, verses one through twelve. The Bible says, and again, somebody saying again. Yeah. He he entered into Capernaum. That means he's been there before. So he's again he's entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. I may believe the Lord's in the house. And straightway many were gathered together and so much that there was no room to receive him. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Somebody say preach the word. Now this is Jesus. He's come to Capernaum again. He's in the church house. So many folk in there, you can't get not one more body in there. That's how tight they're in there. Not even at the door. I mean, if they've been to a restaurant, you could get in, you had to line up outside the door. That's where they were. They were outside, all over, everywhere. They were outside, and uh, so there was no room for nobody. And they come unto him, bring one sick of palsy, which was born of four. In other words, four people had him. And when they could not come nigh, nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, somebody say faith. faith. Let me tell you something, folks. Faith is what gets the attention of God. Faith is what activates the Holy Ghost. Faith. Jesus said, oh, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. 
But there were certain of the scribes sitting there reasoning in their hearts, Why doeth this man thus speak blasphemies? <laughs> who can forgive sins but God only? They didn't know evidently who Jesus was. He's the very Son of God, the Son of Man. He God Himself. You know, so look at this now. Look at verse 8. And immediately, somebody say immediately. Jesus, when Jesus perceived in his spirit, that lets me know right there that Jesus knows what I'm thinking. He knows the very thoughts of my heart this morning. The Bible said, and immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, <laughs> they were mummering within themselves. Like, you know, church folk do sit around mummer sometimes. And then they get outside in the foyer and then they start discussing it. But Jesus perceived in the spirit they were reasoning within themselves. He said unto them, why? Somebody say, why? Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether it, is it, whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise, take up thy bed and walk, which is easier. But that ye may know, listen now, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sin, he saith unto the, to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. But that ye, verse 10, but that ye may know that the Son of Man have power. Let me know Jesus got power this morning. Amen. Let me tell you something. Everything that goes on in my life is to lift up God. Look out, preacher. Every, everything that goes on in my life, whether it be good or bad to me, is to lift up Almighty God. This coronavirus has got everybody scared to death. Can I tell you why the reason is here? It's here to lift up God. So people can realize who God is because only God can take care of it. And God's the one that's going to come on the scene after a while. And this thing's going to be zombed out of the way. And everybody's going to be able to get back to where they need to be. But people don't believe that. Let me tell you when most of us are going to go away. November the 3rd. Most of this coronavirus is going to go away. January, it'll completely be going away. Because all the politicians up there, they ain't going to have nothing else to argue and fuss about to keep somebody out of office. So after, after the election's done, then you'll see the coronavirus sort of settle down. That's all I need to see it say about politics because some of you folks just don't like me to say anything about politics. But nevertheless, it is what it is. But I got news for you this morning. The Bible's going to be fulfilled and you and I might as well get ready. If, if the coronavirus stays, God's got a reason for it. If the coronavirus goes, God's got a reason for it. Somebody said, well, I believe it's God's will for the coronavirus to be gone. It could be. But if it's going to take the coronavirus to get America back on her knees to, re to really turn loose uh, and worship God and get their heart back with God where it needs to be, guess what's going to happen? We're going to be fighting the coronavirus for a long, long time. God does, does something sometimes. Uh, he allows things uh, to allow things to happen that people will get on their knees before him. And right now, America needs God more so than she ever has. Because she's swiftly turning her back against God. And you know what you know what disturbs me more than that? You know what disturbs me more than that? What disturbs me more than that is the church itself. The church itself is denying God with what the church does and what the church allows. Ooh, that hit hard home right there, didn't it? 
But it's time for the church to stand up and say, no, this ain't going to happen no more. I'm taking a stand against this. Well, they're going to call you bigots. They're going to call you hatred and all this kind of stuff. But they don't make no difference. They're going to talk about me to start. Says, what difference does it make? So if I stand for the right, guess who is? Guess whose side I'm on if I stand for the right? I'm on God's side. I'm on the side that Jesus went to the cross for. And there's going to be a group of people throughout America, throughout the world, that's going to stand and, be, and, and stand and make the stand for God and let God know that, Father, whatever it takes, whatever I have to go through, I'm willing to do everything i got to do. So when all said and done, you'll be pleased with me. Yes. I don't know why I went there, but, it's, you know, God's, God's in the house. Yes, but the church, brother, wake up. Yeah. I'm serious about that. And I'm talking about the church is universal. The whole church of Jesus Christ. Because you can get ready, sure as I'm standing in this pulpit this morning, you're going to see the walls of denominationalism is going to come down very, very soon. Uh, and God's people are going to come together. And those that are truly service of Almighty God, they're going to make that stand. Uh, and God's going to say, son, there she is. Uh, there's this church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. I want you to get her, get, go ahead and get, get, get her. She's dressing herself up. She's adorning herself. She's getting ready for the bridegroom to come. Uh, Frankly, one of these days, we're going out of here. That ain't going to be long. Somebody shout praise the Lord. And we can play church and do whatever we want to do. If you want to play church, guess where you're going to be? You're going to be on the outside looking in there for a while because God's people is going to come together. Jesus prayed a prayer. I pray that our people be as one as you and I are one, Father. So let me tell you something. When the church becomes one, all in one accord, and doing what we're supposed to be doing for the glory of God, the, the, the heavens are going to open up. He's going to come, and he's going to snatch us out of here. There ain't nobody even going to, just going to be a surprise. Church might better wake up. Preachers might better wake up. Preachers got to be scared. They got to stop being scared to preach the word of God. That all right? Well, preacher, you'll make somebody mad. That's my job. I'm supposed to make you mad. If you're not lining up with the word of God, and I preach the word of God, and you don't like what I'm preaching, you get mad, then that's, what it's, that's what's supposed to happen. But when you get mad, it lets me know that you at least know what you're supposed to be doing, even if you're not willing to do it. I'm going to quit. <laughs> Verse number 12. When Jesus said, I say unto you, arise. Somebody say immediately. Let me tell you something. When we prayed this morning, immediately. Judy, when we prayed this morning, immediately. Amen. We can't go back to our seat doubting and wondering if this or that or the other. We got to stand on what we do. The Bible said lay hand on the sick, they shall be recovered. Is that right? So, that, so, so your miracle's in the house. Somebody shout praise the Lord. The miracle's in the house. Jesus, and immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God. You see, the church sometimes, when we ought to be glorifying God, we're sitting there and wondering and amazement, saying, what in the world is going on? What are we doing? No, we need to be glorified. I need to be glorifying God for the healing of her body this morning. Bible said in so much that they were amazed. I'll be glad when we start coming to church and everybody's going to be amazed at what God's doing. Amen. And glorify God saying, look at this, we never saw it on this fashion. <laughs> we never saw it on this fashion. You know why we don't never see it on this fashion? Because we're stuck on this fashion and we ain't going to change this fashion to get to where God really wants us to be so we can receive the whole thing that God wants us to have. Amen. In other words, you tell your neighbor your miracle's in the house. 
Jesus came to Capernaum and entered the house. Whose house was it? I don't know. I ain't, they didn't give me a name. I'd love for Jesus to come to my house. Wouldn't you love for Jesus to come to your house? I'd love for Jesus to come to my house. I'd love for Jesus to come. Well, he is at my job. Amen. If I can call this a job, I don't call it a job. I call it an opportunity to serve the Lord. But every time I come to the place that some people say that that's your job, well, Jesus is in the house every time I come to do what I flow to do for the glory of God. Yeah, I'd love for him to come to my job. I'd love for him to be in the midst of my family. I'd love for him to be in the midst of my church. How many glad to do miracles in the house this morning? If we can get Jesus into the house, we have no problem filling the house. Amen. I know right now we can't, we can, we can, there's only so much we can do. I don't know what the percentage is. I know the 50% is what they can have in, in, in grocery stores and Walmarts. I think it's 50%. Well, our church seats 350 people. So if our church seats 350 people, we can, have a, we can have 50% of that in here. We can have 175 people in the house of God. Is that all right? Anyway, Jesus filled the house without singing. He filled the house without a microphone. He filled the house without Bozo the Clown or Fufu the Dog. In other words, Jesus, when he comes in the house, it automatically draws people unto him. Amen? Call a church prayer meeting. Two or three will show up. Call a church dinner. You meet people you ain't seen in months. Absolute fact. True. I call some folks CEO Christians. The CEOs, Christmas and Easter only Christians. Church, let's get Jesus back in the house. Can we do that? The Bible says that Christ came in and he preached. Wouldn't you love to hear Jesus preach? People got hooked on his preaching. Peter said, where can we go? You alone have the words of life. His preaching caused cities to be filled till they had to go to the desert uh, for lack of room. I'm talking about cities. Uh, Jesus spoke with authority and with power. He preached till storms uh, were slain in the spirit uh, until dead men came leaping out of the tomb. Uh, that's how Jesus preached. He was the greatest of all preachers. Not because of his delivery, but because of his results. Results are the mark of, a real, of real preaching. I need some help. Not style, not great swelling words, not the infection of, 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 or the inflation of the voice uh, with every adjective or adverb. You know, some preachers, when they talk about God, they just check God. You know, they got to change, have that, they got to have that preaching voice. You folks tell me I need to talk like I preach because then you can hear me when I'm talking. Well, it'd be kind of hard for me to talk sometimes like I preach because I have to ask God to anoint my talking all the time. That would be kind of hard to do it. Anyway. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and the power. Amen. That's what it said. Lord, give us a demonstration today. This man on the stretcher was in great need. He was afflicted with palsy, paralyzed. He could not move or even help himself. Is there anyone here today with a great need? Hi, amen. Anyone here today? Right in the message with a great need. We had some great needs. We don't have great needs no more. Because God's already took care of him. Can I get an amen? amen. I could just hear this man talking for, to, to his four friends. Guys, I've heard that Jesus is down there at the pine level of Pentecostal holding his church. 
And I just know that if I, that I can't get there by myself. I know I can't do it. But if you all that are here with me, all my buddies, if you will get me down there, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I know that I'll be healed in the name of Jesus. I can't get there myself. I'm paralyzed. But if you come give me a helping hand and get me there, I know God's going to do something. Can I tell you something? Let me just plug this in right here. It's not in my thoughts, but it's in my heart. Get me down to Pine Level Pentecost Holders Church. I, I know I can be healed. It's not about the church. Let me get that straight to start with. It's not about the church. Amen? Sure. We got a good church. Got a good group of people. God's blessed us all, all in all areas. God's blessed. But it's not about the church. It's all about God Almighty today. Amen? <laughs> Amen? So when I start telling people about the, about, about the Pentecost Holders Church in Pine Level, I tell them, sure, we got a good church. People are good. Everything's good. We have some good service. But it's not about us. It's all about God because God's the one that does what needs to be done. Amen? Who were these four men, four friends? The Bible doesn't name them. But in my spirit, I can hear the paralyzed man call their names like Norman, Jerry, Frank, James, Mac, David, Joe. Call their names. All my friends. And out of all them names, he calls four of them, steps up, say, hey, don't worry about boys, we got this. We'll get him down there. Amen? How many know God wants us to really jump in and encourage and lift up one another and help one another? Don't the Bible say we should be praying one for another? Amen? So, there are four friends we need to employ today. Four friends that we need to get to know or reacquainted with. Four friends that will always get us to Jesus. Four friends of faith. Somebody say faith. Now, I got some Greek, Greek, Greek words here. I don't know, Hebrew words here. I don't know if they'll be able to say them, but nevertheless, four friends of faith. One of them is Emunah. This guy was always talking crazy. He was always calling those things that are not as though they were. His name in Hebrew meant faith. This man said, faith will get me to Jesus. You see, friend, if you can get hold of faith, nothing will be impossible to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Mark said in Mark 11, 23, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which which he said shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he said said don't doubt it believe it and it shall come to pass in Jesus name Mark 24 therefore I say unto you what things soever ye desire when ye pray believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them somebody say amen I've already got it it's already there I've already received it amen it's mine when I, when, I, when I speak it, I got faith to receive it, I've, it's already there. Well, I don't see the evidence there. You don't have to see the evidence there. What did the Bible say? The Bible says faith is something things hopeful, the evidence things not seen. I know it's there. I just got to get a hold of it. I ain't seen it yet, but it's there. Amen? I pray for a healing. My leg hurts so bad. Well, when I go back and see it, it's still hurting. I don't care. I got the healing right there. The healing is there. It's mine. Somebody shout praise the Lord. 
How do you know? Because I know for a fact that works. Because when I walked in church, my foot all best messed up because it was spring up black and blue. I couldn't even walk when it walked in on crutches. A man prayed for me. I went back to my seat with the crutches. But it's when I sat there, I said, God, you healed me up there a while ago. And I ain't going to let this thing conquer me. I've already got it. It's mine. It was over 2,000 years ago I was healed. And when service was over, I got up walking with the, with the cane in my hand or the crutches in my hand. Went to the car, sat down, went back to work the next day. How did I know? God will do what God says he'll do. All he wants is some believers in the house. Isaiah 46 and 9. Remember the former things of old. For I am God. And there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Aren't you glad there ain't none like God? 40 and 10 says, 46 and 10 says, Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done say, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. <laughs> this is already settled, folks. This ain't going to change. Huh? What did he say? What did he say? <coughs> Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done said, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Faith has a voice. How many believe that? Tell somebody faith has a voice. You have to speak to the mountain. Ain't that what he said? Say unto this mountain. You have to speak to the mountain. Amen. You have to speak to the mountain of sickness. You have to speak to the mountain of lack. You have to speak to the mountain of doubt. You have to speak to the mountain of, pro of poverty. You have to speak to the mountain of confusion. And if they're divorced in the midst of it, you have to speak to that mountain and curse it. Get it out of the way and let God do what he wants to do. Amen. Me and my wife be married 46 years next two, next two, next two. Tuesday. It's coming up to 11 days and night. 46 years. I tell people she's my first wife. <laughs> Amen. Has it been praying 46 years? You can believe it has. Yeah, but you're the pastor. She's the pastor. Well, I know. But we're just as human as you is. Sometimes I go home, I take the pastor hat off. Because I'm a husband and a daddy. Sometimes I keep the pastor hat on and I'm told to take the pastor hat off. So I take the pastor off and lay it down. You need to be my husband right now. How I many know a pastor wears many, many, many hats? So we have to know which hat to put on, which hat to take off, which hat to do what we got to do at the time we're doing it in. 46 years. I was told that to some, some, I was talking to somebody this week. They said they just got pregnant, a young girl, about 26 years old. said she got pregnant. I said, ooh. I said, I guess that's a good thing. She said, well, you know. I'm going to give it to my best friend as soon as it's born. Well, that's not a bad thing. I said, at least you got an alternative. You're not aborted. She said, no, I would never abort it. But my best friend has been trying for years to have a baby. She can't have one, so I'm going to give the baby to her. I said, okay, that's good if you want to do that. And then she talked about the daddy's here. And this other I said, we'll, we'll go. I said, let me tell you something, honey. This living together business, that ain't right. I'll go ahead and tell you that now. That's not right. Somebody might just nod your head, it ain't right. Church folk, if you're living with somebody you're not married with them, it ain't right. Get mad at me if you want to. You know, it is what it is. If you love them good enough to live with them, you love them good enough to marry them. 
And if you don't love them good enough to marry them, get out of the cotton picking house. Woo. Father, I just created some enemies all out there in the internet world, but it's okay. You said you're going to protect me. Amen. <clears throat> you have to speak to that mountain of confusion. Your mountain will never move till you activate your faith with your voice. Say unto that mountain. Speak to it. Mark eleven twenty three 23 said three things. Be thou removed, one. Be thou cast into the sea, two. And shall not doubt in his heart. The three things right there. Believe it one time. You've got to do three times to speak in your faith, then believe in your faith. Keep speaking it. I don't see it. Keep speaking it. It may sound foolish to those who are not facing mountains to speak to mountains, but to those of us who are, it works. Our faith takes us to our miracle this morning. Amen. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. Jude chapter one verse twenty. Jude one and twenty. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on the most holy faith. Listen now. But ye beloved, building yourselves on the most on your, mo on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost everybody say praying in the Holy Ghost <clears throat> I would say everybody lift your hands and go to speaking in the Holy Ghost oh that would just blow you slam out of the water pastor you can't just do that let me tell you something folks you should be living so close to God that, it, that at any moment any, at any instant that the Holy Ghost comes on you you'll be able to just well, you don't speak in tongues until he moves you. But let me tell you something. If he's not moving you, it's because you're not close enough to it. Let me get back over here. Amen. But ye be beloved, talking to the church, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Somebody say faith. faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, how can you pray? Do what the Bible says. How can you do what Jews tell us here? How can you pray in the Holy Ghost if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Ghost? It's going to be hard to do. And then number two, Rima, if I'm saying it right. This guy was always speaking the word. His name in the Greek means revelation of God's word. Coming alive in your spirit. Without the word in you, you will fail every time you try to reach your miracle. Without the word in you, you'll fail every time you try to reach your miracle. The paralyzed man knew that the word would, not, would work. He knew the word would work. And he, and, and he let the word carry him to Jesus. Your words have power. How many know your words have power? What the Bible tells the book of Proverbs, power of life and death are in the tongue. We speak death too much instead of speaking life. When you get a word on the problem, when you get a word on the problem, you're facing it is the word that unlocks the door to, to your financial breakthrough, your family salvation, your spiritual deliverance, your physical healing, whatever it is. When you get the word, you have to just, just that's what unlocks it to the door to all these things and you'll be able to speak to it and let Jesus do what he wants to do. How many has ever heard of Betty Baxter? Nobody? Jenny, you heard of Betty Baxter? Okay. She traveled with Oral Roberts for a little while. <coughs> God performed, a, a, I'm talking about a, a great miracle on this, on this lady in 1941, if I'm not mistaken. 1941. She was born with a curve in her spine. Every vertebrae was out of place. The bones were twisted and matted together. Her mother read her a scripture. All things are possible to them that believe it. Somebody say all things. This is what her mama read to her. She's laying on the bed. She can't do nothing. She's all been out of shape. Every vertebrae, the bones. I mean, she's just, she's just in bad shape. 
All things are possible to them that believe. Amen. Seven words. Eight words. Eight words built her faith, her heart, built her faith and heart to believe for her healing. Later that month, Jesus came to her and said, I'm going to heal you completely August 24th, Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. I'm going to heal you. Now, you don't get no better word than that. Somebody say 3 o'clock. She tried to tell her mama. Listen to me. She tried to tell her mama, Mama, Jesus came to me, told me he's going to heal me Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. She tried to tell her mama, but guess what? The Lord had already told her the same thing. Mama, listen to me. I haven't had a dress on or shoes on my feet since I was a little girl. I have worn these night clothes all these years. Mom, when Jesus heals me Sunday afternoon, I'm going to church Sunday night. <laughs> Amen. A lot of folks won't even come to church if they do get healed. If they come to church, get healed, you don't see them no more. She said, Mama, if when he heals me Sunday afternoon, I'm going to church on Sunday night. The stores are closed on Sunday. Mom, if you all, if you really believe Jesus is going to heal me, will you go to, the, to Fairmont this afternoon and get me some new clothes? People from her church came that afternoon to her house and were praying at precisely 3 o'clock. Jesus came in her room, laid his hands on her. The bones cracked and popped. She stood upright and was healed. Somebody did shout praise the Lord. I'm talking about a woman in bad shape. So tonight, I'm going to do something different. Tonight, Sister Jenny, I want you to go, I'll show you what I want. But I want you guys to be able to put her on the screen tonight and she's going to testify, she's going to tell about her healing uh, that took place on Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock on August the 24th. And I believe it was 1941. I'll, I'll show you which one I, I want you to show up. That's what I'm going to do tonight. You're going to hear her church testimony. It's probably 30, 45 minutes somewhere in that neighborhood. I, I, I listened to it loud. I've listened to it many times. Uh, but for some reason, God just put it in my spirit uh, to, to, to put that testimony up and let you come and see it. Let me tell you something, folks. Uh, stay home if you want to. Watch it on the internet. Whatever you do, don't miss what this lady's testimony tonight. She died, if I'm not mistaken, a few years ago. Uh, she was in her 80s, I think, because I looked that up too. But you know, when you go looking up somebody, you'll be amazed at how many people got the same name. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't think it was one of me. You go Google me, it's a whole bunch of folk. Amen? But anyway, so just eight small words caused her to believe. You may say, Brother Barbie, my need is so great I don't have time for eight words. Have you got seven? Yeah, I have. Luke chapter 7, verse 14. Young man, I say unto thee, arise. Well, have you got six? Yeah, John 4 and 50. Go thy way, son, thy, go thy way, thy son liveth. Have you got five? Yeah, I will be thy maid, I will be, I will be thy maid clean. How about four, Pastor? Yeah, stretch forth thine hand. How about three? Lazarus, come forth. How about two? Yeah, maid, arise. How about just one word? I just got time for one word. You know what the word word is? God said, go, and I'll do what I said I would do in Jesus name <laughs> problem is God can't get people to go there's power in the word of God how many believe that let me come alive in you right now or let it come alive in you right now let the word of God let the word of God come alive in you right now let the Holy Ghost of God come alive in you right now 
And you'll notice when I speak about the Holy Ghost, I don't say let it come alive in you. I say let him come alive in you because he's the third person of the Godhead. Amen. He's not an it. He is and he is a he. Amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord. We got folks out there now trying to make God a woman. So let it come alive in you right now. Lift your hands and declare the word of the Lord over your situation. Lift your hands and, and declare your word over your, declare the word over your situation. <laughs> Not a hand in the building. Father, I speak the word over my situation. And I believe it in Jesus' name. Look number three. Hallow. H-A-L-L-E-L. This guy was always leaping. <laughs> I wish they had some leapers. This guy was always leaping and shouting and dancing and lifting, that, lifting his hands to God. His name in the Hebrew meant praise, celebrate, to act foolishly, uh, clamorous, uh, to dance and to leap. Oh, somebody shout praise the Lord. Amen. Ain't that right? That's what God's looking for. God's looking for some praisers. God's looking for some dancers. Oh, pastor, no, he ain't. Yes, he is. David danced before the Lord. And the Bible didn't say this, that, that the Spirit of God was on him. He just danced before the Lord because he was so excited about what God's done. God, hey, the, the heart of the coming, coming home. Well, that excited him. What did he do? You got to dance with all his heart. The wife sort of talk bad about it. I mean, no people are going to talk bad about you when you start dancing and start doing this crazy stuff. Amen? They're going to talk bad about you. You don't get that, do you? Okay. This is one friend that a lot of so-called church members need to get reacquainted with. Too many people let their need keep them from praising God. Well, Brother Jerry, I just don't feel like praising God. Do what? What? After all God's done for you? After all the hell he's pulled you out of? And you say you don't feel like praising God? I know where God brought me from. I know where I was headed. I know what road I was on. And God, he came, Jesus came to me one day and said, Son, you need to change some things. Come on, go with me. I said, no, I ain't ready yet. I'll go when I get ready. <laughs> I did all that. I made it hard. The church for too long has misunderstood what praise accomplished accomplish in the spirit realm. He, inhab he inhabits the praise of his people. God desires it. God wants it. He wants the praise of his people. Your praise is warfare. Your praise does battle in the heavenlies. It sets ambushments up in the devil's camp when you start praising God. Huh? Cancer? Nah, nah, I ain't listening to you. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Start praising. You can praise your way out of a situation. I've been preaching that for years. You praise your way out of a situation. The angels before the throne of God are constantly praising and worshiping the one who sets on high till one day God says, shh, 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 hush, angels. Shh, shh, listen, listen. Hold on, angels. Hold on. Be quiet. I hear someone praising me. Wow, it's my children. Listen to them praising me. Hush, angels, listen, listen, listen to my people praising me. Listen to my children praising me. Because angels are constantly praising and glorifying God. And when we silence the angels of heaven, our praise looses them to get my stuff back. In other words, when, I, when I'm praising God, I, 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 the angels don't have to praise because I'm praising it. It releases. How many know the Bible says he encounters angels all around us? 
He releases those angels when I start praising uh, and they come and get my stuff back. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Uh, they, I release the angels so they get my children back, uh, my marriage back, my finances, uh, my health back. Uh, I even can get my joy and my dance back uh, if I've lost that. When I praise God, I can get all that back for the glory of God. God says, shh. But you know what he's doing in this season we're living in right now? I'm talking about the church worldwide now. You know what he's doing? God said, keep on angels, praise me. I need to hear your praises because those folks down y'all, my children down y'all not praise me right now. They got their mind and eyes on everything else that's going on around them when they ought to be looking to me. How many know God's got control of it? Yes. I got to hurry up and get out of here. Raise your hand and praise God for his excellent greatness. Father, I praise you this morning in Jesus' name. Loose the angels right now to go get your stuff. And then there's one called Beerus, if I'm saying that right. This guy was always blessed, prosperous, highly favored. His name in Hebrew meant covenant, mutual agreement, legally and spiritually binding. I know a pastor right now in his church, if you meet him anywhere, you can meet him at Walmart, you can meet him, at, you can meet him in a grocery store, you can meet him in a parking lot, you can meet him anywhere you want to meet him. And you know how people do when they meet one another, they say, how you doing? I'm Highly, I'm blessed and highly favored of God. That's exactly what they come. That's what they, every one of them. That's what they tell you. I don't care where they at, where they are. And some of them just shout it out. I'm blessed and highly favored of God, my friend. That's what I am. Somebody shout, praise the Lord. It's okay. Covenant between two parties. All of mine is yours. All of yours is mine. That's the covenant we make with God. God, everything you've got is mine. Everything I got is yours. Amen. Your enemy is my enemy. God, your enemy is my enemy. Father, your friend's my friend. Your need's my need. That's what God's telling us. Your blessing is my blessing. That's what God's telling us. Amen. Covenant. That's what you get. Amen. But don't, don't do like one preacher did there. He went and bought him a boat. And you know, when you put names on your boat, it's, you know, Snoopy or, or whatever. You name your boat. Well, this preacher named his visitation. Church folks called and said, what you up to? He said, I'm out on visitation. Some of y'all get that not about 2 o'clock and you'll start laughing. <laughs> so I've mentioned to Judy here once where I said, I'm just about to call a visitation. People call me. I'm out on visitation. How what y'all doing? What y'all up there? <laughs> Amen. Western culture's closest example to covenant is marriage. The New Testament church has for the most part lost its relationship with a powerful friend and ally that will always get us to Jesus. In the Old Testament, they understood covenant. They understood that you could make a draw, you could make a draw on the covenant partner. Widow, widow woman and Sarapath obeyed the prophet, meal and oil lasted through the, through, through the, through the famine. Amen. She made a draw from a covenant. The Shunammite woman gave to the prophet, man of God, he, her son died, made a draw on the covenant, came to the prophet and when asked, she confessed that it is well received her son's healing. Mary and Martha gave, gave, gave into Jesus' ministry, shelter, food, money in, in the hour of their, of their greatest need. Lazarus and death, they, they made a draw, demand on the covenant, and Lazarus came forth. You make a draw on your covenant this morning with God. Amen. I told you last week, Brother Mike told us, told me, he, he, he figured it out for me. Brother Mike's a good man, I'm going to tell you all that. Y'all talk about him all you want to. He's a good man. I don't know much about his wife now, but he's a good man. No, I'm just kidding. I said, Brother Mike, and I told you, can you figure out what the tithe ratios is in our church? And off the top of his head, he's, he's, he's got it. Off the top of his head, it's about 90%. 
So he goes and figures all that. It's 89.7 point something. So 90% of this church pays tithes. That means 10% is not paying tithes. That means 10% is not being blessed. And they're wondering why they're not being blessed. Because you ain't got nothing to draw from. You ain't made the full covenant with God. Come on now. Frank, I'm going to tell you something. Come to church ain't going to get you to heaven. That relationship with Jesus Christ is going to get you there. And the right relationship with Jesus Christ is going to cause you to desire and want to do everything the word of God says do that God will bless you. It's the only place in the word God said, try me and see if I'm going to pull you out blessings that you can't even contain. Now, I'm going to tell you something, folks. How many got more blessings you want? You got more blessings you want? How many don't even want no more blessings? Well, if you get to where you got to more than you want, just call my name out. Say, Father, give them to Jerry. If you get where you don't want them, say, Father, send them to Jerry. He wants some blessings. Amen. Somebody shout praise Lord. I believe up in heaven he's got barns that's filled with, with gifts and, and, and all kinds of things that he wants to give people. And it's there before they're taken. But they won't reach out and get it. They won't fall into the foolishness. And when they get there, they're going to wonder, why in the world didn't I receive all this? Well, I got news for you. I got a gut feeling this morning. If you don't pay your time, you might not make it to that barn. Oh, God, did I say that? Brother Ronnie and Stephanie, I'm going to tell you this. Brother Ronnie and Stephanie Harrison, a few years ago, during her pregnancy, doctors tested her, said baby's bowels growing on the outside of her, baby, uh, of her body, said abortion was the only option. That's not an option, uh, 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 Stephanie said. They drew out all their savings account, got a, six, a significant seed uh, for specific for, for specific need, went to her pastor, Rod Parson, placed it in his hands, uh, made a draw on a comment. Nine months later, Rally Jade Harrison born her uh, perfectly normal. Hey, Amen. Well, that ain't, yes, it does. I'm going to tell you something, folks, when you obey, when God says do something, you need to do it. That all right? I'm sitting in that same church when I, me and my wife, sitting there, all of a sudden, I start crying like a baby. God said, get your checkbook out and write a check for $1,000. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. God, do you know what I got? Yeah, I know what you got. That's about it. I got to get back home. Write a check for $1,000. I'm sitting on the pew. Most time I'm sitting on the end. For some reason this time I'm sitting far enough where there's, there's a room for somebody else. Man comes over, sits down beside me, puts his arm around me. He said, man, he said, brother, I want to tell you something. I mean, I was in the same boat you in at one time. God told me to do something. And I know, I know what God's dealing with you right now. And you need to just go and obey the Lord. If you obey the Lord, everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it, amen. You don't have to worry about where it's going to come, what it's going to do. Just do what God said, do, uh, and, and, and everything will be okay. I let my wife said, God told me to write a check for $1,000. She said, write a check. I said, well, that's God right there. I wrote a check for $1,000. Why did I do that? Because God told me to. Did I miss it? Not one iota did I miss it, amen. Man and wife drove over the car, couldn't fit, fit all seven kids. <laughs> Blessed our heart. Couldn't fit all seven kids and sold a seed for a new car. Her employer took her to the dealership, worked a price on a new expedition. Asked the lady, how do you want your name on the title? They lived in a two-bedroom apartment, sold a seed again for a house. One day her boss asked to see her apartment, told her way too small. A man asked to see the new house she had told, she had told her about. Went in 2,500 square feet, four-bedroom, three-bath, made an offer on the house for $150,000. Asked her, how do you want your name on the deed? Tell me God won't bless. Say with me, it's not about money. It's about covenant. It's about covenant. Not about money, it's about covenant. 
You might say, Brother Barbie, I don't give to God so I can, so I can get from God. Then you have made yourself a walking offense to him. Come on now, help me out. Why? What you're saying is that it's all right for you to keep up your end of the covenant with God, tithes and offers, but it's not all right for God to bless you. I don't think so myself. God has sent me here to tell you that it is his, it is, it is his heart's desire to see you blessed in every part of your life. That thou mayest prosper and be in good health. And I'm finishing up right here, Brother David. Amen. Everybody stand to your feet. Amen. Your miracle's in the house this morning. I believe you've your miracle's in the house this morning. How I many is ready? Some of you all received your miracle. Are you coming to get it or are you going to just sit there and let it pass you by? Amen. You folks, by the way, to the internet, you can't get here. I know you can't, but I tell you what you can do. You can, you can right there where you are you can just pray and seek the face of God whatever your need might be this morning you might be watching me this morning and you might have cancer I don't know you might have some type of diabetes you might have the high blood pressure check mine the other day it was only 210 over 110 so I was doing okay everything was alright and I said to the doctor today she said why was it that I said I ain't got a clue that's just what it was amen so then you check it again it drops on down where it ought to be she said is your heart rate usually this low I said what is it she said 43 I said well it's in the 40s and 50s because they don't want my heart racing amen well they might not want it racing but every once in a while Frank it gets excited about God and God would just begin, I just begin to bless him and I don't care what takes place what happens I just turn loose let go and let God amen I know my miracle is in the house I know it's for me and I'm going to get everything from God I don't want to leave nothing out for, for what God's got for me hallelujah I got one minute before 12 so many times God wants to bless his people and all they do is sit back and won't make a move to receive from him. What did he say? He said, you have not because you asked not. We passed a piece of property the other day. My wife said, get out and walk around. Claim it. It'll work. I said, I know it will. I know it'll work. But what we want it to work for, that's going to have to want to desire it also. So if I can walk around it with agreement, then... It can't happen. How does she know it can happen? She walked around the house one time and said, this is the house I want. Walked around the house praying. Went to the realtor. He said, how you want your name on the deed? They give it to us, give us a loan, and believe it or not, the payment was 300 some odd dollars. I only had to pay something like 190 some dollars. The guy said, we're gonna, we're gonna let you have this house on, 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 what you, on, on your earnings, on, what you, on your wages. I said, well, that be the case, you're going to pay me to stay there. <laughs> he said, no, we can't quite do that. Signed the, signed the deed on the house, got the loan, everything went through, and I couldn't buy a nab on credit. Got everything, everything went through, and, 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 he, and he slid a piece of paper to me. He said, yes, sir. He said, yes, sir. He said, he said I understand you in the ministry. He said, if you have to move or you have to move, let me tell you what you do. I said, what do I do? He said, you come in the office, you sign this piece of paper, give it to me, and you just move out of the house, and everything's going to be good to go. I said, are you serious? He said, yeah. So two years later, the Lord put me somewhere else. I went to him. I said, you still got a piece of paper? He said, yeah, I signed a piece of paper. We moved our stuff out. We didn't hear nothing else from him. I've never seen that done before or since that time. God worked all that out for us. You understand what I'm saying? She walked around and claimed it. I didn't even have to make up the difference in the payment. Sign the, sign the paper and just move out. That's exactly what God did for us. He, play, he placed us in a place for two years, and God worked it out for us. Amen. I'm telling you, folks, God will. Your miracle's in the house. So what are you saying? It's all right. No. So, what miracle do you desire this morning? Sister Pam, have you received your miracle? You have received your miracle. You know without a doubt you received your miracle. 
I ain't talking about a little touch. Thank God. No, no. I ain't talking about God. Thank you for touch. No, God, thank you for healing me today. Amen. Judy, have you received your miracle this morning? You going to stand on that? Man, you're going to start running around the block. You might outrun me, sure, but we're going to start doing it. Amen. Believe when you pray that you shall have the desires of your heart. He loves you enough to give his only son for you and all he asks is your, your faith. You have faith enough to believe and trust him and he will deliver unto whatsoever ye desire. Whatever you desire. Father, I love you today. I thank you and I praise you and I glorify you. Master, thank you for what you've already done today. And Father, I, 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 you know, I just feel it in my spirit this morning that somebody out there has been touched, Lord, by this message today. I, I believe within my heart, God, that people here have been touched by this message today because truly, God, our miracle is in the house. Master, when I get in my car, my miracle's in the car. God, when I get in the yard mowing grass, my miracle's with me on the lawnmower. Why? Because Jesus is always with me. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So all I got to do is just praise and glorify him and just thank him for all he's done in my life. Life and thank him for going to the cross of Calvary thanking him for dying that I could live if he's willing to die for me the least I could do was live for him so father help me to do the very best no, no not the very best I can do uh, help me do everything God that I can do so I know everything's going to be okay because my desire be your desire Lord my will be your will uh, in other words it's you that I, it's not about me it's all about you father take me and use me Lord as you see fit to do father for here I am I'm yours master for anything anything anywhere that you want to do father we give you the praise the glory honor in Jesus name and everybody said, Amen. Brother David.
Thanks for tuning in to our live stream here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. If you want more information about our church, go to our website, pinelevelphc.org. That's pinelevelphc.org. You can check out pictures, events coming up. Also, watch other services that you may have missed. Also, you can download our free app through the Google Play or the iOS App Store. You can watch our services live or on demand. And you can get push notifications about upcoming events here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church, as well as check out other information that's going on here. Also, Facebook users, search Facebook for uh, Pine Level PHC, and you can like our page on Facebook, get notifications when we go live, check out pictures and other things that we post through Facebook. If you're a YouTube fan, go to YouTube, search Pine Level PH Church, and subscribe to our channel, and get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand through YouTube. We also have a podcast available for the people who can't watch. You can listen while you drive or work. Go to your favorite podcast provider, or you can go to our website or the app for the quick link to the podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 or Sunday night at 6 p.m. and Wednesday at 7. God bless.